O God, who declarest thy almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace that we, running the way of thy commandments, may obtain thy gracious promises and be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, this is the prayer out of the 1662 Book of Common Prayer uh, by Cranmer, uh, or translated by him anyways, for the 11th Sunday after Trinity, or, or what would be the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, if we go by our uh, numbering system. And I love it. I love that this is one of my favorite ones, and I'll, you'll probably hear me say that multiple times, but it's, it's this one in which it gives us a particular picture of God that seems almost to contradict itself, right? O God, who declarest thy almighty power, you'd think almighty power, uh, strength, awe, oh, the fact that God could look on the world and he could crush us like a bunch of bugs if he wanted to, that he is Almighty, He has all the might, as Pastor Chris preached to us a few weeks ago. But then there's this turn, right? Where instead, uh, who declarest thy almighty power by destroying all sinners. We'd think, right, that that should be the way it should go. Um, no. Uh, o God, who declarest thy almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Most chiefly in showing mercy and pity. That is how he shows his almighty power, by showing mercy and pity. That, that it is not through any other way. He doesn't come down and strike us with lightning and thunder like Thor. No, his power is shown to us in mercy and pity. Mercy being uh, that which we do not receive that which we do deserve. That's, that's what the word mercy means. It's one of my favorite words. To, to not give somebody that which they do deserve is to give them mercy. They did something that deserves the death penalty, they don't receive the death penalty. That's mercy, that's being merciful. This idea of pity is looking on us and knowing that we are dust, that we are sinners that we are broken, that we are bruised, that we are in need of a healer, that we're in need of a great physician, that we are the bruised reed that, that, that needs to be nurtured by Christ. Uh, and so he, he looks on us in his power and he looks on us through a lens of mercy and pity, not through punishment. How many of us so many times have had things happen in our lives and we think, well, God is punishing me. Or we, we come to God and we ask God, God, why would you do this to me? And those are good questions that we should ask, in part because the Psalms give us those words. But what we see here of God's life, God's power, is mercy and pity. Where that even in the midst of struggle, of heartache, of pain, that it is in God's mercy and pity that we see God working. That that is where God is present for us in mercy and pity. That he most chiefly declares his power to us and that he does not destroy us, but he grants us mercy and pity. 
mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace. This is one of those those prayers in which we need to have a good understanding of what grace is. Grace is not this infusing of power in us. It's not this this infusing of ability to be able to do something. Grace is gift. The two words are synonymous in the Greek. Grace is gift. When we talk about God's grace, we talk about God gifting to us, giving to us, giving us that which we do not deserve. That's what grace means. Where, where, Where mercy means not giving us what we do deserve. Grace means giving to us what we do not deserve. So that when we talk about that we are saved by grace through faith, we are talking about God's grace His gifting to us coming by faith. That God even gifts to us faith in order to trust him. That 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 is what is given to us. Grace is just this word that describes what it is that God is already doing. Grace being gift. Grace being God giving to us. And so we ask God, mercifully grant unto us. Another way to say it, mercifully grace us give to us, gift us, a grant, you know, being something that you don't necessarily work for or earn as as much as it's something that is handed to you in graciousness. Such a measure of thy grace, such a measure of thy gifting, such a measure of thy gift, both in, in mercy and pity and faith and spirit, for one purpose, running the way of thy commandments. So going in the direction that God has already outlined before that he calls us to walk in those things. And yet we know as sinners that we're not able to walk in those things, which is the reason why we need grace and mercy and pity. That we may obtain thy gracious promises. That we may obtain the promises that are gifted to us. The promises that are not given to us of, well, if you do this, then I promise I will do that. That's not a promise. That's a transaction. So when we have if-then statements and we promise to do something, we're not promising anything. It's all based on what it is that that other person does. And if they don't do it, then they don't get to receive whatever it is that we're saying we will do. Whereas a promise specifically should be, I promise I'm going to do this regardless. And that is what God does. He gifts to us regardless. And we say graciously, gracious promises. Obtain thy gracious promises. Receive thy gracious promises. For what purpose? That we may be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure that we may be in partnership with you, may receive from you the ultimate gift, which is that of your son, we say to God, which is that of your presence, where we might be in God's presence, but then also to receive that treasure of eternal life, eternity gifted to us, knowing that the truth is about us, that we don't have eternity to give to ourselves, but we receive it from God. May that be so for us. And may this prayer be this this guide for you as you go throughout your week. It's part of the reason why we always start here on Monday. Parents, it's a good thing to start having these same prayers over and over and over again. And you can carve them up into pieces and, and, and pray a little bit of it each day if you need to. But asking God for the things that we truly should be asking him for, not just for the new bike or 
or uh, good night's sleep or whatever, which is what we always pray for every night, which are good things. But to truly be asking God for those things, and and I'm going to start doing that more with my family as well, to, to be able to have these prayers that have been given to us down through the ages as guideposts for how we might pray and, 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 and turn our hearts towards God, especially in the ways of, of, that we truly need. So let us pray. O God, who declarest thy almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace that we, running the way of thy commandments, may obtain thy gracious promises and be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We'll go in peace, serve the Lord, church. We'll see you tomorrow.